Chapter 10 of The Way of Perfection. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. The Way of Perfection by St. Teresa of Avila. Translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 10. She tells the sisters that the above-mentioned disengagement is not sufficient, unless they forsake themselves also. Having abandoned the world and our kindred, and living hence enclosed under the rules above-mentioned, it seems now we have done everything, and have nothing left to contend with. O oh, my sisters, be not too secure, nor allow yourselves to sleep, or else you will be like to him who lies down very quietly in bed, having bolted his door fast for fear of thieves, while at the same time he had them in his house. You know there is no thief worse than a domestic one. Since, therefore, we are always ourselves, if great care be not used, as is used in important affairs, and every one do not diligently use all her endeavors to be continually denying her will, there are many things which may deprive us of this holy liberty of spirit which we seek after that it may fly to its creator without being burdened with earth and lead the great remedy against this evil is continually to remember the vanity of all things and how soon they come to an end thus we shall take off our affections from things so vile and place them on that which never ends this may seem a weak remedy but it strengthens the soul exceedingly and with regard to very small matters it is useful to take great care when we have an affection for an object, to turn our thoughts away from it, and to fix them on God. Herein his majesty assists us, and does us a great favor, because in this house the greatest difficulty has already been overcome. But because this separating from ourselves, and denying and renouncing ourselves is very difficult, since we are so closely united to ourselves, and love ourselves so excessively, here true humility may enter. For this virtue and that of mortification seem always to go together, and they are like two sisters who cannot be separated from each other. These are not the relations from whom I advise you to keep. Rather embrace and love them, and never be seen without them. O oh, sovereign virtues, mistresses of all creatures, empresses of the world, our deliverers from all the snares and toils which the devil lays for us, so much beloved by our master jesus christ whoever possesses may go forth boldly and fight with all the powers of hell united together and with the whole world and its dangers let them not fear anything for the kingdom of heaven is theirs they have nothing to fear for they care not about losing everything nor do they consider it lost for their fear is to displease their god and they beseech him to strengthen them in these virtues that so they may not lose them through their own fault. It is true these virtues have this property of hiding themselves from her who possesses them, so that she never sees them, nor does she think she has one of them, though others tell her so. Yet she values them so much, that she still goes on endeavoring to possess them, and to perfect them in herself, although those who do possess them are soon known. For those who converse with them soon notice those virtues, without the individuals themselves wishing it should be so. But how foolish is it for me to attempt to praise humility and mortification, 
which have been so highly commended by the king of glory and so strongly confirmed by his sufferings you must labor then my daughters to leave the land of egypt for if you obtain these virtues you will find manna all things will be sweet to you and however unsavory they may be to the taste of worldlings to you they will be pleasant the first thing we must aim at is to banish from ourselves the love of this body of ours for some of us are so delicate in our constitution that no little pains are to be taken herein and we are so careful of our health that it is wonderful to see the war these two things raise especially among nuns and even among those who are not religious but some nuns among us seem to have come to the monastery for no other object but to endeavor not to die this each one endeavors to do as far as she can to speak the truth there is little convenience in the house for accomplishing this object and i do not wish you to entertain so much as a desire for such a thing remember sisters you have come here to die for christ and not to regal yourselves for christ this the devil suggests is necessary in order to endure and observe the rule better and some so much desire to keep the rule by taking care of their health that they die without even observing it for a month or perhaps for a day i know not then why we come here never fear that we shall want discretion in this respect this would indeed be wonderful for the confessors would immediately fear lest we might kill ourselves with penances and this want of discretion is so hateful to us that i wish we observe all the rest as punctually i know that those who practice the contrary will not agree with what i say nor need i mind what they say for i judge of others by myself that they speak the truth but i believe and indeed i know that i have more companions than i have persons displeased with me who act differently i am confident our lord allows us therefore to be more unwell and sickly at least god has shown me great mercy in doing so for since i was to pamper myself as i did he would have done it for some reason it is pleasant to see the torments with which some afflict themselves of their own accord sometimes a frenzy seizes them of doing penance without using any moderation or discretion and this lasts for two days so to speak the devil afterwards suggests to their imagination that such mortifications do them harm and hence they never do any more penance no not even what the rules of the order command having already found the mortifications hurt them then they do not observe even the meanest injunctions of the rule such as silence which cannot do us any harm and no sooner do we fancy that we have the headache but we refrain from going to choir which is not likely to kill us either one day we omit going because our head aches the next because it did ache and three more days we keep away lest it should ache we love to invent penances of our own that we may be able to do neither the one nor the other and even at times when we are not so ill we think ourselves obliged to do nothing but that we satisfy for everything by asking leave you may ask why does the prioress grant leave i answer did she know your interior perhaps she would not do so but as you inform her of your wants and the doctor does not fail to support the account you give and as there may be some friend or relation of yours who stands weeping by her side what is the poor prioress to do though sometimes she sees you go too far 
she is scrupulous lest she might be wanting in charity she would much rather you would fail therein than she herself and she does not think it just to judge evil of you oh my god can such complaint be found among nuns may he pardon me for i fear it has already become a custom these things it may be happen sometimes and i mention them here that you may be on your guard against them for if the devil once begin to terrify us with the idea that we have not good health we shall never do anything may god give us light to be right in everything amen End of chapter 10